Welcome, Pat. Welcome. This is uh, episode 27 of our podcast. Ours is in Mom and I, the two hosts of this establishment. Yes, welcome back. Um, uh, the Generation Gap, that's us. The Generation Gap. We're the Generation Gap. gap. We are. Today we're going to be talking about a point of view type thing about ADHD. Mom's point of view, raising a kid with ADHD versus my point of view, growing up with ADHD. Mm-hmm. And maybe add in a little sprinkle of me growing up with ADHD mm. before I knew what ADHD was. Okay. All right, then. Before we get into that, we're going to start with our words of the day. And mine is a... I think I started last time. Do you want to start this time? Sure. Sure. What's your word or phrase of the day? Mine's a phrase, and it's, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Um... Okay. Well, a goose is an animal. Gander means conversation. Oh, no, 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 no. Taking a gander is like taking a stroll, taking a look around. Well, it might have another definition. Really? Maybe. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Is gander like treasure? Let's ask Siri. Hey, Siri. Uh Uh-huh? What does gander mean? As a noun, gander means... A male goose. Do you want to hear the next one? No, thank you. So, so there's a goose. Goose is a female goose, and then a gander is a male goose. There you have it. So, what's good for the woman is good for the man. Maybe. So, like a happy wife is a happy life. No. Uh, no, that was a good guess, though. Um. Wow, that was really quick. You didn't there get was it. No, there was. I said it was a good guess. You oh, didn't it get wasn't? it. No. Oh, so it's not like. <laughs> What's good for the girl is good for the guy? Not exactly, no. You're being more literal. Basically, what's good for you is good for you. What's good for him is good for him. What's good for her is good but for her. But it's a girl and guy. They're just saying. They're, they're a species. What's good for one person is good for another person. Okay. So if this person can deal with doing that, then so can you. Hell yeah. That's what it is. So you, yeah, you, you kind of got it. That was, that was fast. I always go the super literal route. Well, we always we do. We always do. Route. Yeah. An- okay. Another uh mine another I can actually, trait of us. Mine I can actually use a um a sentence. Okay. What's when the, the word time first? Comes. The word my word of the day is mid. Mid. Um halfway there. No. Um average. Kind of. Is it a um like a trait of a person? Kind of. You're so mid? Mm. No, not like that. Mm. All right, could I have a sentence? Um Well, this is a this is a a bad example. Or not a bad example as in like you'll you'll understand, but bad as in It could be bad. Like rude. Oh. But um well, You're never rude, so this should be interesting. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Um, so, it would be, so I went to a bar, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not legally able to drink yet, I know, it's a sentence, babe. Um, I, I went to the bar, and there was this beautiful lady I saw, and I took her home, after I sobered up, I realized she's just mid. Oh, you had your beer goggles on, is what you're saying. She wasn't really that pretty. Yeah. She was average pretty. She's average. Okay. She's mid. He's mid. Okay. So it is about somebody's looks. It's about looks, yeah. Okay. More their facial body looks, not their clothing or anything like that. It's like physical characteristics. 
Hey, wow, that was really kind of fast. Both of ours. You sounded like a robot. <laughs> hey, wow, hey, that was really wow, kind of fast. That was really fast. Okay. All so, right, then. Um, we are going to be discussing... ADHD. ADHD and the pros and cons to it. Mm-hmm. The pros and cons to raising a kid with ADHD, the pros and cons to growing up with ADHD. I actually wrote my senior paper on mm-hmm. the stigma around um, ADHD mm-hmm. in school. So I might want to go first. Can I go first? Oh, please do. So basically, the thing about ADHD is it stands for attention deficit hyperactive disorder right it and means you can't concentrate well but you're also hyperactive yeah which is you different from right it's different from add which, which is, is without no hyperactive the, right it's just so adhd is basically like your brain is sped up like everything you do is fast and because that's the like the hyperactive part of it but also the attention deficit means you have trouble focusing Mm-hmm. So, um, we're terrible at multitasking. There, So, there are cons where it's hard to, like, sit still. Oh, yes. It's very hard to sit still. We, I know that what's getting popular are, like, fidget toys. Mm-hmm. So, toys for people that, like, fidget or have ADHD. So, there's less stigma around it nowadays. Right. Kind of like how there's less stigma around being gay and less stigma around like race there's still stigma mm-hmm. but it's at least in my generation it's um it's more accepted mm-hmm. i also realize that people my age aren't like racist to be racist or like aren't bullies to be bullies they do it because they want attention if they get called out for it like for example if someone were to come up to me and say, like, oh, you have ADHD, you have trouble focusing, blah, 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 I'd, like, tell them all of the things I've done, and then they'd understand that there are, like, pros and cons to it. Mm-hmm. So, like, one of the pros to having ADHD is hyperfocus, and hyperfocus is basically this mindset you get into where you don't think about anything else, and that's the same mindset I got to when I was writing the paper, is this overwhelming sense of attention to one detail and it's easy to let go of everything around you noise um, people when you're hyper focused Mm -hmm. and it can be a really good asset to have it's it is a good asset to have there i don't know that there's a a negative example to having hyper focus I think the only negative, because I have that too, is that we would go on and on and on and on instead of stopping and oh, true. maybe doing something different for ourselves. It's good to switch it up. So me personally, I think I I wasn't properly diagnosed with ADHD until I was like eight years old or something like that when I started taking medication for it. Um... Yeah, because you also had sensory. I also had sensory. Right, right. And I would just be, all I can describe is that I would be super energetic 
and I would I would not be able to sit still in class and I just didn't enjoy the like classroom environment because like my favorite class is gym just because I was moving around mm-hmm. and playing sports and stuff whereas math just did not interest me because I just had to sit still in a classroom for an hour and that's terribly terribly difficult to do when you have ADHD is to sit still and noises around you can really yeah bother you and yeah. and you lose what the teacher was saying yeah you get lost in sounds like for example if like there's a vent going on and you're in a meeting and you can hear that vent even if it's in the hallway all you can think about is that freaking vent mm-hmm. you can't think about like what's happening in front of you it's so hard to stay focused on the conversation that you're having when there are different sounds happening that's why i hate crowds i know i hate being around lots of people and loud noises i don't like fireworks mm-hmm. well i mean i i like concerts but that's only because my love for music outweighs my hate for crowds so i would suffer being in a big crowd if i could listen to music i love and i'd feel like there's no one there right if I'm in it, if I'm in it right. But I was just a super bouncy off the wall kind of kid. And I would always go, get in trouble and would always be in the principal's office, would always be in the nurse. But I think I just, I was super energetic and I would get hurt in like gym. And it was usually just gym. I would get hurt, I'd fall over, and then I'd cry because I was an emotional little bean boy. I say I say a little bean boy because beans are tiny, and I just described myself as tiny. I was so small. You were small. Com- compared to, like, how I am now. And Well, that was one of the side effects of medication. Yeah, loss of appetite. Mm-hmm. So I was on medication starting, like, eight years old. Still, to this day, I'm on medication. I wouldn't recommend being on medication forever. At some point in my life, I want to be able to live without relying on some laboratory... Well, we need strategies. I know. What, what we need are strategies in order to... Um, cope. Yeah, cope. Right. But I think medications have their place as well. But you can also abuse medication. Right, but that doesn't happen around... No, um, not in our house, just because yeah. we all... Because we're all in we're the more forgetting. You're in the medical field. Yeah, but it doesn't mean I want to take a pill for everything. Well, I know, but we were raised, like, right. accordingly, right, and consciously. Mm-hmm. Having parents in the medical field is very helpful when you have ADHD. Or, I remember I would have to like do after school programs, or I would have to stay after like almost every single day because I wouldn't focus during class. There was a time in, I think it was freshman year or sophomore year. I stayed after every single day with a different teacher to get your homework done. To get my homework done. And if I already had my homework done, I'd still have to stay after, and that was a whole thing, and that's a story for another time. But I would have loved to know what it was like to be raised without ADHD. But there's positives. There are positives. Well. Like, like, like the hyper focus. Yeah, but beyond that, I mean. That's you, all I can think of. You. If there's something you love, 
you will be great at it because you love it and it becomes a passion mm -hmm. and you're hyper-focused so you will rock it. Do you know what I mean? That's a huge pro. Mm -hmm. Huge pro. And you don't notice yet because you're young. And I didn't notice when I was young, but as you get older, you're going to be more and more aware of that. I also had a, a section in my paper where I talked about the facts about ADHD in oh, kids yeah. versus adults. Mm -hmm. um, also realized that ADHD used to be a thing that only affected, well, in medical terms, it was a thing that only affected young boys. And it was just an excuse for, like, calling boys rowdy oh, yeah. and stuff. And girls didn't have it. Mm -hmm. And adults didn't have it. So if you were, like, undiagnosed ADHD and you were a female, like, you literally got no treatment. You got nothing. You just had to cope with it. Part of that also is that girls mature faster than boys. And that's just... A, that's yeah. a So, you know, maybe your maturity in eighth grade would be a girl's maturity in 10th grade. You know, there's, you catch up. I think you meant the other way around. Yes, the other way around. Yes. And, and you know, eventually we all catch up, but girls mature faster. So maybe that's a piece of why it's not as um, commonly seen as common. Absolutely common. It, this it is says common. here that males are almost three times more likely to be diagnosed with ADHD than females. Mm -hmm. During their lifetime, 13% of men will be diagnosed with ADHD. Just 13? How old is that? I bet it's way more than that. This It's so common. This article was published in 2018. I can't believe That's 2018 interesting. was four years ago. Yeah, it's interesting that it's that low to me. Um, we get distracted easily. We need lots of reminders to do things. That's so true. Mm -hmm. You use Post-it notes all the time. Yeah. And, I, and I had need a, to use post And I had notes. a schedule. And I used to have a schedule, which I need to start doing again because I lose track of like what I have to do. This one says not be able to sit still, wait their turn, or be patient. Mm -hmm. Very, very um, common. Rush through homework or other tasks to make less careless mistakes. Rush. Or, uh, rush through homework or tasks or make careless mistakes. Right. Interrupting a lot mm -hmm. or talking... Um, talking or calling out in class when they shouldn't, mm -hmm. doing things they shouldn't do, even though they know better, feeling restless, fidgety, frustrated, and bored. We get bored very easily. Also, um, so there aren't really things you can... ADHD is not like a thing that you can treat. Like, it's not something that has a cure. It's just something that has... Well, it can be... It can be dampened like it can be well, coping yeah and basically which is like using medicine uh, therapy or this says help parents learn what to do parents can do things to help kids listen better like telling kids one thing at a time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they can give encouragement love and support help kids organize things at home but like some of the teachers i've had like so basically school is, I hate school because they, they teach everybody like they're the same person. Right. Literally everybody is different and everyone thinks and learns differently. So school doesn't tell you how smart you are or how dumb you are. 
school is relative to like certain things you don't need to know history to be smart you don't need to know science to be smart you can be smart in other ways like you can be smart with sports you can be very good with like um plays and techniques you can be good in like engineering which is like math and science that is like being what's it called that's like being conventionally smart smart but being conventionally smart won't get you far in like social situations so school well, we, also... grew, we grew up calling it book smart and street smart so and usually a combination of the two hopefully but you're right it's absolutely everybody's different you, mm -hmm. you can't treat everybody the same you can't teach everybody the same so I've been on medication I've been on medication for 11 years now. The same medication. No. I think I started taking what I take now when I was like 12 or something. But I've been on medication for like 11 years. And I know taking medication for that long is terrible for you. Because it completely changes the chemicals in your brain. You're not the person that like you were as a kid. You're basically this like robot this robot that like is all about focus and you can't have fun because you're always on your medication and it makes you feel some people hate how it makes you feel some people love how it makes you feel for me personally i really like how it makes me feel because when i haven't taken my medication i feel groggy and like my mind is everywhere i can't focus on one thing specifically i get very irritated and frustrated and emotional and then when I take my medication, I'm, like, docile and basically myself. But I'm pretty sure I'm not actually myself. I'm just what my what the medication makes me. School and making friends was very difficult growing up with ADHD. I didn't really have a lot of friends growing up. I had, like, a few, maybe, like, three or four people that I can could call my friend. Most others were just, like, bystanders. Like close friends, you had yeah. You had your close friends, but you weren't like. I didn't like hang out with a people social butterfly, of right? Yeah. But when I see people hanging out together, I get jealous because I wish I could enjoy spending time with other people and like on the beach or like doing dumb shit, like um, going for a drive for like two hours in one direction and. Just like being with someone and having fun, not knowing what the destination is going to be, but with my ADHD and anxiety. So I had a friend over yesterday. Mm -hmm. I had a friend over yesterday and literally they were like, do you want to hang out? And I was like, yes, of course I want to hang out. And then as soon as I sent that text, I felt awful. And I was like, do I really want to hang out? The answer is yes, but my brain is like, oh, you're going to have an anxiety attack or, oh, you're going to feel like shit the entire time. When I got here, I didn't, I, I felt like poo-poo caca for a little bit, but that's only because I hadn't eaten. And then I ate burgers. Mmm, I love burgers. And then I felt great. And then we had a great night. We just talked about, we talked about dumb stuff and we listened to music. And, I don't know, ADHD as a kid. Because I'm not a kid anymore. Which is terrifying. 
I'll be on FaceTime with a friend and then they'll go to the bathroom or something and then their younger sibling will come into the bedroom and we'll have like a conversation and I I will say some things like, oh, you remember, did you ever play Kirby or like, did you ever like watch Pirates of the Caribbean? And they're like, no, what's that? And I feel so old, even (laughs) though I'm like these, these, and that's probably how you feel well it felt when you were like in your 20s talking to someone who's like 15, 14. And I remember I worked at the this, this summer camp, mm-hmm. and there were people that were literally, like, two years older than me. I would, and they were like, oh, you're such a baby, you're so young, and then now I'm, like, 19, and I'm talking to, like, 17-year-olds, and they're like, and I'm like, wow, these people are, these people are actually so young, <laughs> and I didn't understand at the time. Right. But now that it's a different perspective, I'm more aware of how age and time is all it's all relative it's all relative so compared to a child i'm i'm super old compared to you i'm young you compared to like grampy which is the grand our grandfather not ours but my grandfather you're young time is all relative everything is relative and it's weird because as a as a human from as a gen z i can't grasp that some kids didn't grow up like some kids grew up in their entire life is technology like their entire life is technology and starting from like six years old they're on ipads and just like playing games and watching shows has changed yes whereas when i was a kid i didn't oh my god when i was a kid i just said that (laughs) oh my god when i was a kid i didn't get my first electronic device till seventh grade and it was an iPod. And I got so happy. I got a phone that year, too. It was a flip phone. Yeah. And I was so happy to get the iPod. I was like, oh, my God, a phone. And I'm like, it's a touchscreen iPod. I can listen to music and go on the Internet. And before then, I had this little MP3 player. All you could do was listen to music. But, like, my entire life revolves around music, as does yours. Mm-hmm. I realize that we are a very musical family. Dad has been Absolutely. playing guitar since he was like 12 years old. Yep. Meanwhile, he just turned 66, an old fart. <laughs> I love you, Papa. Um, anyways. And Max. Max is tw- turning 26. And he started guitar at five. But he doesn't play anymore. No, but I think it was just the type of the type of instruction he has had was very classical so there's this act there's actually and you on the keyboard i taught Reese, myself yeah Reese exactly. on the drums and the violin Noel taught himself on the i'm Noel, by the I, way i'm sorry max taught himself on the drums mm-hmm. yeah nope that's Jeepers. okay start you have over. three kids max taught himself on the guitar mm-hmm. and then on the keyboard he did have some guitar lessons but that was not a long time and he would literally play one of my cds and he'd start it and he'd stop it and find the chords and play it and then he would do that through an entire song and that's exactly what you did on the keyboard and i learned how to play classical classical music right by you listening know how boring that is oh my god it's beautiful music. i love classical music it's not music. boring it's beautiful i remember the like little talent shows i'd have in oh it wasn't a little talent show so let's start over on that i think it was fifth grade yeah fifth grade they had artists and Artist and Authors Night. That's what it was called. Yes. Artist and Authors Authors Night. And you were going to play 
um, Fur Elise. Fur Elise. It's a Beethoven original. It's a beautiful original. classical song on the keyboard. On the keyboard. And the, the whole school. So while we were there watching you play, and there was different rooms, different people playing. Everybody flocked to the room you were in. No, I'm not joking. Teachers, parents, and everything because they heard you practice, at least the teachers and the kids. And somebody went before you and played chopsticks, which is awesome. Or like hot cross buns. Yeah, it's nothing wrong with that. It was That's what they played. And then other people did stuff. And then, and then you came on on the keyboard, and everybody was silent. And you literally played the whole classical. Two hands. Two Not hands. Not just one hand. Two hands that you taught yourself mm. for release, and people were just blown away. And you were just like, really shy didn't want to do it but really want to do it because you were good at it and, and at the end i can visualize it at the end you kind of looked up like hmm, that's it and everybody they were you know, i had to standing do it ovation. i did it multiple times didn't yes I? yeah people wanted to hear it um so yes very musically inclined the only one that doesn't play anything is me but loser. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> but to be fair i have two older sisters i was the third girl and my two older sisters both got piano lessons. Did you? And they both quit. Oh, oh and, and you wanted them. And when I them, wanted to take they piano lessons. They wouldn't do it because. Yeah, sorry, Mom, but Mom said, yeah, no, everybody else quit. You're not going to. And that's what I remember. But I can't live without music. So, yeah, very musically inclined. So when you're passionate about something, and part of that is ADHD, you will soar. That's an example of you remembering where I flourish, flourished during like a, a that's, moment with ADHD. Yes, that's one. Do you know any other ones? Do you have any other on the top of your dome? Well, sure. I mean, you can think about anything. You can think about anything. So think about things that you liked doing. You were, you did tennis. I love tennis. Still to this Drawing. day. Still to this day, you play tennis against the barn. Can I talk about this? Yes, and drawing. Absolutely. So, I mean, what when you love something? I need to start you, drawing again. Yes. And used to read so, so much. I started reading again. I know. I love that. Reading is wonderful. Um, so, yeah, there are so many pieces. I think I was 10 years old when I took my first tennis lessons. Yeah, you were pretty I young. I literally hated that camp, except for that tennis part. I know, it's and so weird. It's supposed to be a great place. It's supposed to be a great place. Pl- pl- yeah, th- yeah, I had my issues with it. Yeah, but um, yes. I had this coach who taught me how to play tennis, and I would hit a one-handed backhand since I was starting to play tennis. No, no, no. Okay, so I played tennis even before then because of Max. Mm-hmm. When I was like, like eight years old, I would play tennis. Mm-hmm. With Max out on like the Fry Island, out on Fry Island, or or at the tennis court, or at the tennis court at, Mar- at, mm-hmm. at the school, or, or even, even at, um, at the at the park, Frost Tuft, at mm-hmm. the park, and I just I always fell in love with it, just not just because of the sport, I just really liked. I just you, I just love good, Max. I love Max. Yeah, but you were good and accurate, and it and it made you want to be more accurate. Yeah, you know what I mean. Passion and to this day. Even if I don't have people to play tennis with, I figure out how to do it on my own. Like, I'll play against the garage door and, like, the flat concrete. 
and I'll just hit the ball for like 45 minutes. And mm-hmm. when I say hit the ball, I mean I am literally sprinting from like one edge of the driveway and I hit the ball over here and then one edge of the driveway and I hit the ball over there. And then like for 15 minutes, I'll work on serving and I'll like do push-ups in between <laughs> because I'm trying to keep my heart rate up. And then afterwards, I'm literally dead. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, mom, I'm going to take a shower. <laughs> and then I just like literally... I'm in the shower with my eyes closed, just, like, my head down. Yeah, just, like, 25 just, minutes. Like, the lukewarm water. Yeah. And then, like, the last five minutes, I'll wake myself up, put the water on cold. Also, um, showering with cold water is very good for your skin. It is. It may be terrible. That, no, the hot water cold. opens your pores to help clean them out, and then the cold water closes so I, them. So, I, when I do my face stuff, because I'm, I'm super into self-care, um... Because I like to look cute, and I like to feel good. Mm-hmm. So when I do my face stuff, I'll do my face with lukewarm water. Because I looked up what's the best like temperature of water to cleanse your face, and they say lukewarm water. And then at the very end of your shower, you turn the 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 freaking temperature all the way down, and you yep. shower for like thirty seconds in this freezing cold water all over your body, mm-hmm. and it wakes you up. Mm-hmm. But also. Once you do it enough, it literally just feels like nothing. It just feels like water. But as you know, when I was younger, I was super skinny and I hated cold water. Like in the pool, I would never go in the pool. It was heated. And right, because of the meds. Some of it was the meds. Yeah. It would, like my fat was very low. My you fat had no percentage. Fat. And then I got then I got kind of chubby. And then I'm got in shape and that's me now. I'm in shape. And well, so one of the positives of, of ADHD, ADHD is that you want good self-care and you want to take, you only have one body, so yep. you, you want to take care of it. And you're hyper-focused on it, not in a bad way, but just like, no, it makes me feel good. I want to do it. So there are so many positives with ADHD. I think it would be really cool to know what famous people, which famous people have ADHD. Sure. Um, because some people look up to people that are famous or like authors and stuff mm-hmm. and they have ADHD or they don't and it's unknown if they have it. So a couple of famous people with ADHD would, um, before I get into that, oh, it's actually a lot of musicians have ADHD. Oh, I'm sure. Justin Timberlake has ADHD. He yep. was in NSYNC. In- NSYNC. Mm-hmm. NSYNC. And then he was his own guy, Adam Levine, mm-hmm. the lead singer of Maroon 5. That doesn't 5. surprise me. I've seen him on Michael The Voice. Michael Phelps, the best swimmer, swimmer. in the world. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know this guy, Ty Pennington. I've heard the name. I don't I don't think I've heard the name. He's a, he's on the show called Extreme Makeover Home Edition. Oh, he's um, construction and... Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I have heard of that name. Yes. Um, Howie Mandel from yeah. The Voice. That doesn't surprise me. Um... Beyonce Knowles' sister, one of the um, Destiny's Child children. Her sister? Okay. She was part of the band. Oh, okay. Solange, Solange Knowles. She joined Destiny's Child at the age of 15 and started writing her own music at nine. Mm. I was writing music mm-hmm. that young. I need to I need to perform one of those songs. Can I go upstairs and go? Okay. <laughs> Thanks. That was a head shake. No. Simone Biles, you know who that is? She's like like an Olympic gold medalist for 
um, gymnastics. Jim Carrey. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Jim Carrey is super funny. But, like, a lot of these people that are super... Oh, ADHD makes you super creative as well. Yes, and you have millions of projects. Millions of projects. Because you have so many fantastic ideas you want to do them. Exactly. It's just... It's a blessing and a curse. So maybe I could talk about what it felt like having kids with ADHD. Yes, I agree. Okay. So now let me give you my recount of what it was like raising kids with ADHD. And myself, first of all, I didn't realize I had it till I was quite older as an adult. Like how old? My gosh, I'm... It might have been after Max knowing what ADHD was and all that. So, um, and I have tried medications. I've taken the medication, and it makes me focus. It helps me focus. And when I don't take the medication, I I realize it. I, I, I can't. I don't get enough done. I don't get enough done. It, I'm very easily distracted. But beyond that, so I had kids with ADHD. There was Max first. And there was a big gap between Max and you. Six years. Right. So with Max, all right, so as a parent with a child with ADHD, and maybe in particular a boy, I don't know, I don't have girls. So with a child with ADHD, I was in the principal's office since the day he entered school, okay? And I fought for that kid and every one of you ever since because – we're talking 25 or six years ago where maybe it wasn't as well-known or I don't know. I mean, it's been around for ages. But I just remember I knew that principal by name, and I would stand up for every one of you kids if ever need be, right? So I remember in particular one time with Max because – you know, you guys are smart, too, very smart. So there's the ADHD, and then there's other components to it, and you'll find ways around things. That's what we do. And I remember I was on maternity leave with you. So you were a baby. He was six, so he was in elementary school. And, you know, when you start school as a parent with your children, when you start school, there's a good – let's see – I don't know. There's a good four to six to eight weeks. I don't even remember it so long ago where they go to school. You give them all your information. My God, you give them like your first boy like for the, crying out loud. Like the all bus the forms that you have, like the health not- How can I reach you and all that stuff? Emergency so, contact. If they're allowed to t- so be that, in photos for yeah, the yearbook. like It's even beyond that. It's just contact information. If they're, your like, email, do your they phone need number, assistance your cell for school number. lunches? Like, yeah, so that's the first day of school. you got to send all that. That's like the that's, first two weeks of school. No, it's the first day you come home with, with multiple a, forms with sh- that I a, have to fill out. With a dry shit ton of paperwork. <laughs> right. So. You know what they call them? They call them syllabuses. No, that's that's different. Oh, that's like each yeah, teacher gives yeah. you like a, a right. rundown. This is like the school. This yeah. is the administrative it's component It's like three inches it. thick. It's unbelievable. So, and every year you had to do it because, I don't know, put it in a computer maybe so you don't yeah. have to ask me the God next forbid, year. God forbid you 
like turn into a completely different person in the three months of summer. That well, it could happen, but yeah. still, it could. If they printed out a form that is all this accurate, yes, send it back. You can literally just say yes or no, right. and then and then you could just be like, okay, information that's incorrect, just type it. Right. So I remember this specifically when I was on maternity leave with you, and so you have this like six weeks of school that that happens before your parent-teacher conference for the it's first like time. It's like getting into it. Right, right. And But they have all your information. Don't get me wrong. They know how to contact me, right? So I remember going to one of them. And I was like all excited to hear what the teachers had to say. Every single one of them was like, Ugh. well, he's very distracted. He's very this. He's very that. He doesn't listen. And I, and I was blown away. I'm like, wow, okay, um, why didn't somebody call me in my head, right? So I go to the teachers, and then literally they're like, um, the art teacher wants to speak to you, the music teacher wants to speak to you, and the gym teacher wants to speak with you, which isn't part of the parent-teacher conference mm -hmm. typically, right? I was like, all right, let's do it. So the music teacher wasn't even there, although he wanted to speak with me. Oh, is that that? Uh, maybe the art guy? the art teacher she was different not gonna lie so I remember going to her and saying so you wanted to speak with me about Max yes and she's like so when I'm on recess and I'm out there in charge in recess you know she was saying things like he's disruptive he doesn't listen I said why don't you give me an example because I knew damn well I was on maternity leave and you could have called me, right? Mm -hmm. Why don't you give me an example? It's not like you were working a full-time job and you couldn't get, re you couldn't be reached. Just give him it's a phone like, call for God's well, sake. Right, listen to this though. This gets better. So I was like, okay, why don't you give me an example before I, you know, rip you a new one? Oh, did I say that? So you did. Why don't you give me an example? Because I'm very protective of my children. Well, you're like was, a fish. It was this one day. At recess, he was on the playground, and he was standing on the teeter-totter. And I said, Max, don't stand on the teeter-totter. What did he do? He what? kneeled. <gasps> jail. And then he jail kneeled time. on the teeter-totter. That kid needs to go and to I'm jail. And I'm looking at her, and I said, um, did you try saying sit on the teeter-totter? Well, no, but, and then he was doing this and that, and I said, well, what's really interesting to me is that you have all my contact information. Why didn't you call me? She goes, oh, I tried calling you, and I said, really? Because I'm home on maternity leave, and I did not get a phone call. She goes, literally said this next. Well, I was going to call you. So she lied to my face. Teachers I, are literally just big children. And I was just like, you know what? When you have something good to say and you really want to fix a situation, you let me know in the beginning. And I said that to every teacher. After that night, I was pissed. I'm not going to lie. And I talked to the principal. I go, I, I literally could have helped this situation if you started on week one. Mm -hmm. But you waited until, until like six, six weeks or whatever weeks. into this where there was already now this process that didn't work and now you're telling me at a parent teacher conference i'm like you couldn't have called me what is up with that and that was the start of kids with adhd for and us. i 
everyone, yeah, as me as a parent, every one of you kids, I went to bat for, I can't tell you how. I remember one example. All right, so listen, here's another example, and this one was, oh, it was either Max or you. It was me. It was you. Yeah. Elementary, did you get kicked off the bus? Was that you or Max? Okay, so I get a call at work one day, and the school said, "Um, so Noel um, can no longer. That's me, by the way. Yeah, Noel can no longer be on the bus for the next week because he's misbehaving and he had three warnings and i said really i remember this really three warnings yeah okay so i know of i said there was not three warnings one of the warnings that they used was i wrote a letter to the principal and to To the the superintendent about the bus driver and the bus driver tried to call that a warning because I called her out. So you had a warning once. I got a letter in the mail once, a warning. And then all of a sudden, she used the letter that I sent complaining about her. And that se- that single day, and that, that I was on she the bus. called it, yes, and she called it warning three. So they wouldn't let you get on the bus. So I had to leave work. So there, were, there weren't even two previous? There was one warning. And it was your letter. My letter was the second, and she used that day as, as the third, but never told me. So I made your dad get out of work. I'm like, we're going there. So I went there. Oh my god! Can you tell me the route number? I don't. I don't know. I think it was like number. Route 12. I know exactly where it was. I don't know the number, but it was when they went to. It was elementary school, and it was after when they school, went to the, you were going to go to daycare. Go to, they go to yes. the high school. No, no, but no, they stopped at the daycare. To drop off the little kids and then went to the high school. So there was this route. But anyway, I got there and I was, there was, I don't know, there was the principal, a couple teachers. And was I was like, Was the bus driver there? Nope, not at the point. And I said, All right, tell me the three warnings because I know warnings have to be written and in the mail. So you tell me the three warnings. Well, the first one was this. I go, I got that one. The second one was about him on the bus. I go, I wrote the letter. That was no warning. That was, you touch my kid again, I will have your job. She's calling that number two. Okay, and what's number three? Number three is today. I didn't get any, I didn't get any warning for today. I had them there for over an hour going, tell me your warnings. And that's not a warning. And then at one point, the principal said, well, oh, oh, the bus driver's here. Do you want her to come into the meeting? I look at her, I go, no. You look at the bus driver or the principal? The bus driver. I looked at the bus driver. I looked at the principal. I said, no, I don't. High five. That was a high five. Absolutely. Get her out of here. She's a liar. I don't trust her. So I went on and on and on, and I went to, you know what? My child didn't start on a bus until he was four years old. I said, what do you have for training for kids on a bus at four four years old? Because she would complain that oh you'd, my God. she'd complain you'd kneel on the seat, look out the window. I said, you tell me how they're trained to be on a bus at four years old who can't see out a window, who wants to look out a window. Tell me what that, tell me what that's like. Literally, no, I'm not, I'm not joking. No, no, Literally, I'm... we went back and forth and back and forth. The principal at one point went like this. She threw her head in her hands on the desk and said, okay, you're right. I'm like, really? It took a, took an hour for you to understand the fact that there were no warnings here and i said how do you train kids 
to know what's safe and what isn't safe. It's not safe. And she literally grabbed you from midway down the bus and yanked you to the top of the bus. And I had already had warnings from the daycare that she would let kids in five, six, seven years old. She'd drop them off at the daycare and make you walk Mm -hmm. literally. Like 300 feet. Unbelievable. And the daycare people complained about it because she didn't want to have to go all the way around before she went to the high school. She wants to drop me off at the wrong house. Yeah. No, listen. At a neighbor's house. All right. So back to the meeting. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm sorry. You're wrong. I'm sorry. You're wrong. Show me you're right. Show me you're right. Every time she tried to, I'm like, nope, that was the letter I wrote. That's not a warning. It's the letter I wrote. Oh, okay. So she finally was like, all right, fine. And for the next week, she rode the freaking bus. Yeah. The principal telling the kids how to be safe. How to be safe. I'm like, they have no training. Other places will put them on the bus in the summertime. Now that and I train think about them. it. Now listen, wait. I let me go on. Okay, yeah, yeah. So the end of that meet end of that meeting, and your father just kinda sat there because you know I'm good at this shit, Oh yeah. Right? Yeah, you're the you're the man of the room. I'm like, don't mess with my kids. Yeah. So at the end of the meeting, I was like, Okay, where's Noel? I don't know. Oh didn't I get Where's Noel? No. They put you on the bus anyway, even though they said that you weren't gonna go on the bus. So I'm like, Are you kidding me? So now I have to fly home to find out where my kid is because the door's locked. It was unbelievable. That's one thing. I mean, there's so many things. Growing up, you kids growing up, I went to bat every single day. The daycare, okay? There was there was the owner of the daycare had a daughter that that was the I don't know the um, the person of this age group or whatever, and she would complain every time when I went to pick up kids i don't even remember which kid it was and she'd be like well he's not doing this he's not listening he's not was it so, a teacher yes okay and I'm, i took away i took away an hour of his tv time blah, blah, blah. I, I i said okay all right let's let's because at first i was like well let's do a little whatever trial of this and that and then all she did was like just be pissed off and say now you can't do this when you get home i'm like uh, actually no that's not up to you And then I gave her a book on ADHD. (laughs) I literally bought a book and I gave it to her. In person? Yep. As I pick you guys up. And I say, here, here's a book. This will help you understand my children. Okay? Okay. So then every time forward from there, it might have been a week later, two weeks later, a week and a half, whatever, I'd pick them up. She goes, oh, he was, he was, he didn't behave, he did this, I did that. I go, oh, did you read the book? Well, no. Oh, okay, thank you. And I'd walk out with my kid. And every time she did that, I'd say, oh, did you read the book I gave you? Oh, no? Oh, okay. Don't do that to my kid. So as a mother with children with ADHD, there isn't a teacher I don't know. That I mean, I went to bat with every you teacher. And there were some single... awesome teachers. Don't get me wrong. Shout out Ms. Awesome. Dow. There were awesome teachers. Shout out Ms. Dow. If you ever listen to this, Ms. Dow, you were, you were the greatest math teacher. And Ms. Martin, my science teacher in eighth grade. And Mrs. Worker, my math mm. teacher in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, dude. They were the rock stars. There were some you remember amazing that? teachers. Oh, dude. But as a parent with children with ADHD, maybe I'm different. 
I don't know, but you do not mess with my kids. And if it's accurate and true, I will deal with it. Don't get me wrong. I will, I will deal with that. But if you're a teacher, whether it's daycare or school or whatever, you need to know what these diagnoses are. I know that they, you know, oh, everybody's equal. We'll put them all in the same class. I get that. I have a sister who's a teacher. Because it's easier. No, it's, it's like no kid left behind. I get that stuff, but no kid is taught the same way or learns the same way. And I don't know. I don't know. I will always go to bed until you get to an age where I say, do you want me to go to bed? Mm-hmm. And you say no, and I back off, even though I don't want to, but I do. Because you're a good parent. Well, it is what it is. Actually, no. You're a you're a freaking great parent. I, I All I can say is I try my best. And, and my you do kids a will come damn first. good job. My kids will come first till the day I die. That's who I am. Anyways, we're going to bid you adieu. We are. And, uh...